Hi guys, welcome to the High Performance PT Academy podcast. Um, I am your host, Tony Pang, and I'm going to be speaking to one of the original members of the PT Academy, and we're just going to run through their journey, where they were before, where they are now, and just kind of that success story to give you an idea of that type of transformation that you yourself could go through. So we're going to welcome on board Nikki Jameson. Nikki, how are we? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited about this. Not a problem at all. So pretty much let's give the, the audience and the viewers a bit of a background about you. So how long have you been a personal trainer for? Okay, so I started personal training when I was 18. I was actually going into the police at that point and I just found myself in the gym all the time. Uh, my stepdad, he was actually a police officer and then he asked me one day, he was like, this is grim, but he was like, how do you think you'd handle seeing a dead body right now? <laughs> and I was like, um, not very well. So then I was like, right, okay, I need to kind of figure out something else to do. I was in the gym all the time um, and then my ex-partner, so my partner at the time was a personal trainer and it was kind of him that persuaded me into that. Um, and yet then I was obsessed after that that was just like once I got that in my head that was like the vision and that's all I wanted to do I worked in a really small Thai boxing gym I mean the gym was the gym was great like everybody was so friendly and so nice but it was honestly like the smallest thing all the equipment would fall apart it was rusty like every time you picked up a dumbbell you wondered what you were going to get off the dumbbell like it was yeah. horrible but um the, everybody was so nice and it was such a good community but that's where I actually originally built my business and I got quite busy in there I then moved to another gym that had opened up um, around the corner. The equipment was a, a bit better, it was a bit bigger. I kind of knew the guys that were opening it. So I moved around there and that's kind of been where I've been since. I've been there for about two and a half years now. Okay. Um, obviously, then I then COVID and stuff started recently and then that's when I decided that I needed to make the change to online. So looking at where you were before, so as a kind of one-to-one -one trainer, roughly how many hours were you doing in that gym environment? So when I was in the gym, I built up obviously from none. I left, like I quit my job. I just decided to take the plunge. Like I just didn't, I just didn't hesitate. I was like, I need to go all in, all in in this. Um, and then over like the course of like five years, I think I built up to probably averaging around 40 to 50 sessions a week. I think my busiest week was like 72 and it was absolutely hell for me. It was yeah, just horrific. Cute. I remember speaking to personal trainers and feeling like doing 50 hours plus is that gold badge. It mm -hmm. is the, that's the... The standard of success is the hours but i always say to people being in that position myself like doing 50 60 or 70 hours like you were mm -hmm. saying as much as the money's good there's not a life there you're not you, you don't get the time that ultimately you want to do the things that you want to that you enjoy your training partner mm -hmm. relationship things like that so what is that obviously for you you've been in the industry four or five years you've built up a successful one-to-one -one business at that point you're probably how much were you charging at that point 25 to 30 25 to 30 pounds so you were earning a good amount of money so mm -hmm. what was it what was the shift what was the change what was the point because i mean you said it was covid mm -hmm. before the restrictions and before covid and before that that kind of crazy year of the pandemic did you feel like something was missing at that point? So I actually totally lost my passion for it. Like I was so bored. Like I was just dreading getting into work in the morning. I couldn't get myself out of bed. Like I was just doing crazy hours. Like I was just 
not interested anymore i was actually looking at going back into the police i was looking at being a prison officer like i was genuinely just not wanting to do what i was doing anymore i was miserable i wasn't in good shape like you know i was always used to being pretty fit and healthy and active and i wasn't in great shape i'd let myself put on a lot of weight just because i was grabbing like whatever um you know i wasn't being a good role model for my clients like i wasn't interested in what i was doing either because it was just so the same every day like and I did, I did just genuinely lose my love for personal training like and it was it was very very close to that point of um not going back to it I, then the pandemic hit and then I was just like that like the thought of once lockdown was lifted the thought of going back to yep. what I was doing was just like terrifying I just did not want to do it and I was like I need to do something about this I cannot go back to that gym like it was and as it got closer to maybe the lockdown getting lifted and it's like you know it started to become COVID started to get a little bit better at that point like yep. this was in the first lockdown yep. um I just could the thought of the fear just grew and I was like no I need to get something sorted I can't go back to this so I started trying to do like a bit of online coaching myself yeah um but I didn't really know what to do I was kind of barking up all the wrong trees and just it was really really messy yeah um and I was like I can't make money from this like this isn't going to be a sustainable business for me I'm enjoying it more than what I was doing but it wasn't going to be a sustainable income for me at that point. Yeah, I remember talking to you and I remember speaking to a lot of personal trainers that when you've done one-to-one and you decide, look, I'm going to try this online, you're not quite sure where to start. You're not quite sure how to do it. And you just kind of give it a go and it does it, it feels a bit messy. It doesn't feel like a business. It feels like a wee bit of a, a side job, a side hustle. It's like, well, it'll do for just now until I get back to doing one-to-one training. So what was it that you felt like you were missing that could make this online coaching that you were trying to do into business so there was just no plan like I was just kind of trying to wing it like I had like a a group page set up and I was posting like workouts and like that's not even the way I train do you know what I mean it's not even the way I trained clients yeah I was just trying to almost people please and like that was something that I was just trying to like adhere to everybody I was charging like 15 pounds to get access to this group like I just really didn't and then I was trying to do check-ins and I was just had no real plan of what to do it was all quite overwhelming and then I'd be watching this person doing this and be like this person doing that and I was yep. just trying to pick like what was appealing to the most people, even though that's not the way I like to train and it's not the way I would train somebody one-to-one. Um, so it was just more clarity of like, right, okay, this is what you need to go and do. This is how you get the type of clients that you want. And this is how you're going to put it into action. And you're going to do this first, this first, and this last. Yep. And I remember, and I think, so listening to exactly that full journey in terms of you've been a personal trainer four to five years, you've been successful, money was good. Mm-hmm. Like, you had gone to that point of probably taking on that much work that you started to lose that passion, that bit Mm -hmm. of drive, that bit of motivation. And for you, it's looking for another option to continue. Ultimately, you love being a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. Like we know that the impact and working with your clients is something that you have that passion and desire for. But ultimately, it didn't feel like a business. It felt like ultimately your clients came first Mm -hmm. and you kind of were left with the short end of the stick. You were left with whatever time you had left was your own Mm -hmm. which wasn't pretty much so from going from that we then spoke I remember speaking to you on the phone I remember being like Nikki what do you need and at that point you just said anything you just said Mm -hmm. look I don't even really know like what I'm getting in for but I just know that what I'm doing now isn't working Mm -hmm. you you were looking for that kind of solution as to where am I going to go with this because Mm -hmm. I know I want to continue doing this but I'm just not sure how Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of personal trainers are in that same boat they know they want to change 
but they're not quite sure how. So you took that plunge. I remember after that call, you sent me that text. I said, Tony. I feel ill. <laughs> I feel ill. I haven't slept. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so obviously you've taken the plunge. How did you feel at that point? Oh, I was absolutely unwell. I think like, so when I was like, obviously for personal training, I did make good money. Um, obviously when COVID kind of happened, that, that did take a hit in my savings because yeah. I wasn't getting any income. Yeah. Um, so, but then I was sitting like, you know, I've got some money here. I need to do, like the only way I'm going to make this work is if I get help because I can't do this myself. What I'm doing right now isn't making me enough money. So yeah. I need to change this. Um, so that's why I wanted to reach out. I was like, I knew, like, obviously I've listened to, I've been quite a big podcast listener all my life. Yeah. And you always hear people saying, I want to spend, you need to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. I actually did business at college as well. And one of the things were like, I actually trained my business lecturer now. Yeah. Um, but she always used to say like that, you know, that's one of the reasons why most businesses fail because there's no more money going in and blah, blah, blah. So that kind of stuck in my head. And I was like, no, I do. I just need to find something that's going to give me like the love that I have for it back again and I'm glad I did because now I don't even feel like I'm working like every day like when I'm checking people in and when I'm getting clients on calls it's all people that I want to work with and it's like it's definitely totally changed how I feel and like although it was scary at that time and it was like I'm a pure stressed person anyway like I I will like overreact to everything overthink everything but I didn't sleep that night I don't think I slept the next night I was like telling my mom I was like I don't know if I've done the right thing like is this the right thing that I've done I was saying to my boyfriend I was like is like have I done this have I done this right like what do you think and he's like Nikki I've told you 15 times so I think like chill chill out yeah. <laughs> um but it was so worth it so just to have the way that I feel now about my work like I didn't actually I don't even think I've felt like this about personal training ever yeah. like I remember liking it at the beginning but I don't like I didn't like it as much as I like it now yeah so let's take that transition then so from where you were before so pre-covid you are probably comfortably earning between two and three thousand pound a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then I remember speaking to you during COVID. That probably dipped to about fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't like you weren't making anything. You were doing a bit of online, mm-hmm. couple of outdoor PT here yeah. and there, but nothing really sustainable. Now let's take that transition. Now, so we've came on board. We've looked at what you're doing. We've sat down with you and said, Nikki, we need to come up with a plan. You're not quite sure what to do next. We mm-hmm. decided to look at your online model, completely revamp that so that you could take on more clients. Mm -hmm. We looked at in terms of your ability to market yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, you've already got an online presence Mm -hmm. um, from being a personal trainer before. So it wasn't like we were coming at this with a blank canvas, but we had to take from just randomly posting, putting up content to transitioning that to people actually then wanting to come and work with you because ultimately you were going to be that person that was going to deliver them the results that they'd never achieved with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with all of that, what was one of the key points in terms of we came on board and we were looking at your marketing and we wanted to kind of look at who did you love working with? Who was it that ultimately gave you that passion back for being a personal trainer? And I want to go into discussing in terms of when we were creating your plan, what was one of the key parts in terms of the marketing that you weren't doing before okay so when i was one-to-one i trained a lot of young girls party animals like and to be honest <laughs> like i'm a bit of a self-confessed like back in the day i was definitely a bit of a bam like <laughs> like i was definitely not your golden child that probably everybody thinks that i i am now i was definitely a bit like wild and i think i actually attracted that kind of client a yeah. little bit 
But, you know, although I was a bit like that, I am also a serious athlete. Like, I've been yeah. a British CrossFit champion. Like, I've been, like, a rowing champion. Like, I am a serious athlete despite that. Yeah. Um, but I think that when I wasn't training hard and I wasn't, like, prioritising that side of me, I attracted the wrong kind of people. So I was getting these girls that had maybe cancelled on me or, like, um, just wanted these bigger bums but didn't want to eat more food. Like, not yeah. really looking to really take on what I was saying. I think they were maybe just coming to the gym for a bit of sex appeal and, like, yeah. flirt yeah. with the guys yeah. and just say they had a PT. Yeah. Not really take training that seriously. So I think that's also what bored me in the one-to-one sessions because I wasn't getting stimulated enough. Like, mm-hmm. from my sessions, it was, like, glute activation, glute bridge ups. Like, it was just, like, that... Rip- yeah all over um why have you not tracked like why have you not done this like why have you not checked in with me like why have you not been here for three weeks like it was a bit more like that kind of thing so when i decided to go online i definitely wanted to work with a more elite clientele like Mm -hmm. people that wanted to take their training a little bit more seriously um someday a bit more like myself and i always say this to you actually as well like i always think like i would i would pay that like so that's the kind of person that i want to pay i want to pay me so when we discussed marketing and stuff like that like it was more catered to what would i resonate with and what kind of client like what would i look for on social media posts like and we started to tailor my marketing around that a little bit more than just me being like here's a bikini picture here's this here's that it was more a bit structured we talked about like um you know call to actions and stuff like that and i think that definitely improved the kind of clientele that i i had um yeah because before i'm assuming you just worked with anybody and everybody somebody wanted a personal trainer you take them on yep exactly like most personal trainers at the moment we then dialed that into i always say to personal trainers like out of all your clients you've probably got a handful that you love Mm -hmm. that you can think of at the top of your head right now Mm -hmm. who do you love who would you probably train for free mm-hmm. because you like them? Yeah. Because they listen, because they get results, you enjoy it. It's a good relationship. Now imagine rather than having a handful, let's have all your clients like that. Yeah. And so the exact same as what I'd said to you is being razor with your market in terms of who do you love working with? And I said that to you, you loved working with athletes, you loved mm-hmm. doing the photo shoots, you loved people that got in the best shape of your life. And we really focused that in your messaging to mm-hmm. start attracting the people that you loved, mm-hmm. that you wanted to work with, that listened, that got results. And now you've went from probably training some clients that would stress you out. <laughs> the dreaded, like one hour a week, yeah. The, uh-huh. the, the, the dreaded clients. <laughs> to now probably every single one of your clients, you, you, you would genuinely have a, a good relationship with now. Yeah, like this is probably the first time since I've started PT and that I've genuinely not got a client that I don't gel with at all. Yep. Like this is probably the first time that like I can genuinely say that I like every single one of my clients. It's not that I didn't like them, but there was definitely clients that you like working with a lot better. But the ones that I've got now, every single one of them, I look forward to hearing how they're doing. They all work hard. Like don't get me wrong, they have bad weeks and stuff. Yep. But for the, you know, for the most part, they'll give me what I'm giving them and that's just really what I wanted. And so if we take that kind of one step further now, in a position before, the, the kind of gist I always get from a lot of personal trainers is they just pretty much take on anybody. So let's look at your position now. And I remember speaking to you, getting you really dialed in in terms of try focus on the people you want to work with. And if you need to turn people away, mm-hmm. you need to turn people away. If they're not a good fit, they're not a good fit. And I remember speaking to you going through that journey as to 
if you don't resonate, if you don't click with that client, don't work with them. Yeah, and that's definitely something that I do now. Like I am, I feel as if now that I'm in a position that I can do that, mm-hmm. um, I definitely don't. I definitely don't just take anyone on. It's only people that I feel as if one, I can actually help them. You know, like I feel as if before as well, regardless of whether I thought I could take them or not, I would have taken them anyway. Anyway, sorry, help them. Um, but now I only take on people that I think will work for me and I'll be able to work for them and I can help them and I can bring them on and also people that like I actually like as a person like I definitely have in a much better position now to be selective of who it is one because I don't want to get back to that stage where I'm dreading my work and I'm dreading this check-in or I'm dreading this person saying anything or they bring or maybe even bringing the group down because now we've got a great community of girls and boys um, in the Facebook group and you know they're they're really really friendly I don't want to then add to that to then bring the rest of my, my clients down that are doing phenomenal yeah, so. I think it's very easy to focus on, let's say, two or three clients that are probably not doing what you asked them to do, mm-hmm. to forget that you've got 30 or 40 clients that are doing what you want them to do. Yep. And sometimes you take that personal that the ones that aren't listening is a reflection of your service, mm-hmm. is a reflection of you, when really it's a ref- reflection of themselves that ultimately you're giving them all the tools that they need to get mm-hmm. the same results that everybody else is getting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things you came to me with as that you struggled with before was as a one-to-one gym PT, it was time. Yep. You used to start at six in the morning. I remember speaking to you and I said, do you genuinely enjoy waking up at six? No. No. The people that tell me I'm all about the 5 a.m. club, I'm all about getting up early, early risers, early, early uh worm catches the i don't even know what that's early bird catches the worm early bird catches the worm <laughs> there we go yeah as i'm i always say to people like genuinely for me anyway no i feel like nobody wakes up at five because they enjoy waking up at five mm-hmm. like for me freedom is not setting an alarm and just waking up when you want to wake up yeah. not when you have to wake up now for me having a baby i just wake up when the baby wakes up so that <laughs> sleep is non-existent <laughs> not. anymore but for yourself that was something we said i said if you don't like working at six mm-hmm. why don't we change it yeah well like i was starting at six and like my body clock and i was finishing at 10 so my body clock was just not ready to go to work again um so it would definitely impact training hunger was through the roof like because i was so tired um you know and then i was just i couldn't be bothered cooking anything i didn't have time to cook anything to eat um and then my training was like if i did train it was bare minimum it was do what needs to get done and it was really poor quality sessions or it was just not train at all and go and rest for an hour before you do another six back to back um but yeah no like a hundred percent waking up a little bit later you know seeing to myself first making sure my breakfast and my coffee is prioritized and then um i usually do some cardio in the morning or that's when i'll do some what i walk the dogs or something like that i get outside yep. and then i come back and then i start work at maybe 10 or 11 and then that's me for a couple of hours until lunch and that morning routine just works so much better for me um i feel as if when i go to my work now i am ready and i'm switched on and i'm ready to start my day and i like the two hours that i'm working i can get so much more done in those two hours than i could have like in four hours if that makes sense the yeah. quality of work is so much better this is one of the key things i learned for myself when i was prepping for shows is that spending the first couple hours of the day on you mm-hmm. your body your mindset keep giving you that kind of jolt in the right direction in terms of giving you that breathing space just to think and plan and organize how your day is going to be sets you off to an absolute winner and that's mm-hmm. why i was always saying to you guys um in business it's easy to take on clients 
any time because it suits them because ultimately you're trying to prioritize them first mm -hmm. and you forget about yourself yeah. so you, you're, you're skipping meals or you're eating meals that are convenient just because you're trying to get them in that impacts your training then you're not training because oh i didn't get a chance to eat so my training's not gonna be productive or you you, you quickly grab something to eat that's convenient yeah. and you think well i can't really train i've just ate and all these wee things i say to pts you became a pt because you love training Mm -hmm. yeah you had yep. that passion for training and as soon as you forget not forgive but as soon as you don't give that wee bit to yourself first mm -hmm. how do you expect to give the rest of your energy to all your clients exactly no, no i mean and that's where I, I think a lot of the stem of that demotivation comes from you don't spend enough time on you how do you expect to give the rest of your time and energy to all your clients you know what I mean? and like i think like i want to be an inspiration to my clients like i want my clients to look up to me and be like i want to work as hard as her and um, you know i want to know as much as her like i want my clients to look up to me and be like they're god <laughs> like do you know what i mean and just be somebody that they that like i'm their go-to like whatever i say is just gospel like yeah. and that's it and like if you are out of shape or if you're like you know not practicing what you preach or what you're doing and telling them to do like prioritize sleep and blah blah if you're not doing that then how can you be that person to them? Exactly. Um, and that's a good thing about all the clients that I've got just now. Like, they all look up to me and it's definitely because now, like, myself goes before them. Yeah. As much as I love everybody that I train with and, like, you know, I want my service to be second to none. Like, the only reason it is like that now is because I'm looked after and I'm doing the things that I want to do and, I like, you know, I'm prepping for things that I want to prep for and, um, you know, like, my life at the weekend isn't revolved around working to 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. It's like I'm refreshed and ready to go on Monday when, you know, all the check-ins start rolling in or whatever. Yeah. So before you were probably doing, like you said, anything up to the, the, the most you'd done was 70 hours. You mm -hmm. were doing probably 50 hours consistently. Yeah. How many hours are you working now? So right now, I would say I do something most days, but really I work probably three busy days a week just now. That is like my check-in days. And then like the rest of the time that I have is spent trying to upskill my service. So although people, it's the kind of stuff that probably people wouldn't class as work. So maybe doing a podcast, maybe doing like um, a write-up of like scale fluctuations or like yep. you know, just trying to- Content, kinda, social yep. media, yep. Exactly. And then just like maybe doing, planning some other things, like booking- shoots for the girls like you know trying to do something a little bit more like that that is still work but it's not quite as much but there's three days of the week now that i would say that like those are my work days and that's what, where i sit down and get most of it done and what impact <laughs> has that had on your life now well it's just like i can like my partner like me and him before he never seen me we went in we came in and we went to bed um and that was it like it was yeah. just like hi night and then there we go i can actually i have energy to train like before my training just took such a slump like i had no structure it was just a case of getting in doing what you could in half an hour just thinking right okay i've, I've done it and that not really making any progress in anything um the way i was used to <clears throat> I just feel as if I can cook all my food now. Like I'm so much more organized, so much more prepared so that when I do have the busier days, so like my busiest check-in days are like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So when it comes to Wednesday, I'm ready. I'm like, right, okay, I'm, I'm ready to work. And the quality of what I do is just so much better. I can give more to my clients. Like in those 10, maybe 10 minutes that I'm talking to a client, yep. like they're getting so much more out of me than they probably would have had in three hours of my time. One-to-one, uh, -one. like they're getting me refreshed. You know, I've been 
been even even in the days that I'm not working, like I'm doing nutrition courses, like I'm totally trying to upskill in every way I can, yep. which was something that I never had the time to do before. Like a nutrition course to me when I was doing fifty hours a week would have been impossible. Like, I couldn't have done it. Um and not just that as well, like we're doing like I'm I'm researching and this and that and try just like talking to you guys, like and trying to find out what my clients can get more of that's gonna benefit them more, which is something that I couldn't have done like before. I have the time now to do these things on my yep. quote unquote days yep. off. Yeah, and that's probably the most things that PTs would struggle with is mm-hmm. time, hundred percent. So apart the next thing we'll go through is obviously um the the one thing i would say that most pts struggle with is probably financial security yeah is not knowing like what happens if clients leave like our clients going to stay on money's up and down it's seasonal etc and how have we looked on obviously in the high performance pt academy this is something we try focus on with you guys to create a wee bit of financial stability for yourself mm-hmm. to create an attract clients that are committed mm-hmm. to getting results with you and actually seeing it through rather than clients that just will try it and see what happens how is how is from a financial stability point of view now looking at where you were probably in the middle or say the start of covid where income dropped which i would mm-hmm. say for every personal trainer income drastically dropped you went from having a full client base to maybe even a quarter or a third mm-hmm. how has things changed from that point to now so i actually remember the first time we actually spoke about pricing and it was like i i was ill again like i was not well didn't sleep um and yeah like it was definitely really really scary like see so coming from charging what i was charged and like i was financially stable like you know i did always have income i never didn't really need to worry so much about like getting my car paid or whatever but at the same time like any money that I was spending it was I was quite kind of stupid with my money as well to be honest it was always just like cash in hand like you know what I mean before I knew it I'd been to the shop and spend £100 or whatever Um, whereas when Covid obviously started I had savings and they started to like plummet I was like these are going fast Um, and I just needed like I just needed to have a structure so that although I was going online I was still making similar if not more money like at the beginning that's all I really cared about was to be making the same money that I was making Um, but when I got to a point that I was making probably that and I didn't need to worry about it like it made the job so much more enjoyable because it wasn't just based on money. Like in the position I'm in just now, like I'm not doing it for money anymore. Like I'm doing it because I genuinely love what I do. Like I'm just obsessed with trying to make what I do even better now. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I wasn't like before when it was money orientated. It was just trying to get as many sessions in as I could so that I could get as much money as I could. Um, whereas now, you know, I can be really selective of who I pick because the finances are there. Yeah. Um, so we do it like we do it like blocks up front so like you'll do 12 weeks at a time like and that you pay that up front and then it goes on to monthly rolling so whenever i take a client you know i've got the financial security there to to kind of like to secure me yeah to have enough time for one if a client's going to commit to you they're Mm -hmm. showing that they're going to listen they're going to implement they're Mm -hmm. going to do what you say and two for you it just allows you to focus for that period of time just in getting the most out of them Mm -hmm. focusing on the actual work focusing on the client fulfillment focusing on the results and not worrying that if i keep giving all this effort and after a month they decide actually i'm just gonna leave it or i'm not really committed to it or it seemed like something i wanted to do but now that i'm actually trying to do it it's a lot harder than i thought 
And I think for you, from where you are now, like we, we talk about this with, with all the PTs in the academy and especially for yourself, like that transformation in yourself from you were earning anywhere between two and three thousand pounds before. You took that bit of a dip, maybe down to fifteen hundred at the start of COVID, which was fine. It was enough, it was money coming in. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you weren't earning anything. You knew at some point things were gonna get better. You did want to go online. Then me saying to you, look, you're charging too cheap for what mm-hmm. you're offering. Yeah, yep. we, I remember having that conversation with you and wanting to up your price. You were scared, you were unsure. Mm-hmm. Were people gonna take you seriously? Could you charge that? Like are people going to buy that? Yep. I remember having all these conversations with you. And now, fast forward, I would say, what, six months, I would say? Yeah, I think it must be about six months, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in six months' time, that transformation from two to three grand before mm-hmm. to dropping down to 1500 in, in a pandemic, which yep. was perfectly normal, to then you saying to me, I'm going to sign up to the, the PT Academy. Mm-hmm. And for me we had set that target for you and I set this target for all the PTs in the academy that we want any personal trainer to set the standard of earning four grand a month, Mm -hmm. which is 52 grand a year, which is ultimately going to give you time, Mm -hmm. freedom and money just to do the life that you wanted. Mm -hmm. Now, I remember speaking to you at that point. I don't know how much you believed at that point. (laughs) I don't think I did believe you. I was just kind of (laughs) hoping. Yeah, so you're you're still committed, but you were Uh hoping, right? Now, we talk about this now, so probably I would say one of the biggest achievements to date for you has been what? I don't know. I I think just like, but I think for me, the biggest achievement is like having the confidence to charge more again and just like believing that I can actually be a good personal trainer and be like, and be worth what I I charge. Like, I think a lot of the time it was just having the confidence to, to do it and now I feel as if you know I actually get like the last time we talked about putting prices up it was definitely not as scary because I'm like you know what like I don't actually need the money like I and I I know for a fact that if I take any MD on that pays me this they will get good value for money yeah so So your your biggest I remember speaking to you so your biggest win to date was probably about eight thousand pounds oh sorry I already keep monthly yeah Yeah. eight thousand yeah eight thousand a month and I know genuinely my heart you didn't need anywhere near that to be financially secure. No. Yeah, you didn't. Four or even... five would have been. I think five was my original goal, wasn't it? Yeah. So four or five, you said if I got to there, mm-hmm. it was no longer about the money anymore. Yeah. It was all about clients, fulfillment. It. You, we always had this conversation. What more could I do for my clients? Mm-hmm. How better? What? What? What could I provide them to make the service better? Mm-hmm. How could I get them better results? How could I make their experience better? How could I give more education, more value? That was all you ever spoke about mm-hmm. because we got rid of that financial barrier. Mm-hmm. It was no longer about the money coming in. It was more about what more can I give my clients? And even to this day, you still talk about what more I can give to my clients because it no longer becomes the financial security is not there. You know it's no longer about the money. Yeah, it's just a, it's like a passion again. It's like that is just what I missed for the one-to-one. Like I didn't, it's not that I didn't care it's just that I didn't want to get any better I didn't want like my clients were paying for my time that was what they were doing they were paying for that hour and what they got out of that hour that was it yep. whereas now like I've got so much more time to give to all my clients I'm working with like 45 people at the moment and you know they're all getting so much more than they ever ever had from me and yeah it's like actually I'm in the position now where I actually like a lockdown because <laughs> that's when people like all reach out you know like actually when a lockdown comes I'm like no cool do you know what like 
like you know this is actually going to be quite good i've got loads more time to do xyz like jump on live q a's with the clients jump on group calls um like even some of the ones that live locally to me i'm like right okay let's go a walk here and there blah 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 and just really give like the best service i can and that's actually what i'm obsessed with now like i don't want md to rival me now i'm just (laughs) (laughs) sorry tony i'm coming for you (laughs) i don't want md to rival me like i want to be like the best i want my clients to know that like there's no there's no a better coach than me for them do you know what i mean and i think that's just what i can i can really push for now and just like any time that i'm spent not doing check-ins i can just figure out ways to upskill so whether that's through more advanced education courses uh, nutrition courses than i've done before whether that's through like the the zoom calls with us that we do every week or whatever it is like i'm always trying to find something else that my clients can get more of me for yeah so we've we've looked at you've got more time Mm -hmm. you've got financial security Mm -hmm. now let's look at in terms of from a business perspective you've went from PT and, and probably almost having your diary full on mm-hmm. the one-to-one scale. Yep. Now looking at what you're doing now, you're working with more clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what has changed in terms of the systems that you're using now? Mm-hmm. How has that changed the way you coach? So the systems I'm using now, like they've all got... So before when I was training one-to-one, they would all get their training plan and it would be like very fine. They would see me, that would be their check-in. We'd talk maybe the first five minutes. Yep. Um, you know, they would maybe, I would tell them what they were doing in that hour if nothing was really set in stone or anything like that. Whereas now my clients have like software that they go on, their training plans on that, their step counts on that, video demonstrations of everything that I'm doing. They leave me feedback. Like, so if anything's not working, I can be quick to respond and change X, Y, Z. You know, if maybe the client is working more hours that week we can be like, right, okay, we're going to prioritize this, this, and this this week. Yeah. Um. You know, the check-in sheet that they do, we, I'm always asking what I can do to help them better. You know, we track their weight, their progress, like, except, like, and just do a bit more of a kind of deep dive into how their week's been. We have the Facebook group as well, and that's really, really something that I struggled to, I remember speaking to us, like, the, we struggled to get off the start, like, it was something mm-hmm. that was a bit of a slow burner. So we tried loads of things to kind of get that going, and now that that's probably, I would say, one of the biggest assets to my business is how good, you know, my Facebook community is. Yep. All the girls are so helpful to each other, you know, they all know now you know each other now. And um, we do, like, competitions to win, like, vouchers for this this and that uh, we do live q a's as well so like i think that one of my big values is that i want the clients to understand why i'm asking them to do what i'm doing so yeah. that one day when they maybe don't need me anymore if i've done my job properly they actually know how to go and implement it without relying on me as a crutch yeah so we do like live q a's and go over everything into in a lot more detail i'll sometimes do like a seminar talking about hunger hormones etc etc mm-hmm. um you know just so that they're getting really really good value for their money and then some of the girls would do like supermarket hauls what they found like blah 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 so um yeah it's a lot i can help a lot more people and a lot better this is something that i didn't get with one-to-one like i was only working with maybe like because some folk maybe do two or three a week i don't know 30 clients say whereas yep. now i can work with more and they get so much more of me yeah um so, so that's yeah. what i wanted to try get through is the difference between what people feel like one-to-one gives them mm-hmm. versus what people feels feel like online gives them yeah and from your experience firsthand Mm -hmm. you can now see the value in online yeah versus the Mm one-to-one whereas probably before this you'd seen one-to-one as the main avenue Mm -hmm. you'd seen online as a i've tried it it's it's not quite the same yeah 
Would you agree? Yeah, oh no, definitely. I think as well, if a personal trainer doesn't have an online side now, they're really doing their clients a disservice. Show them what I can offer, even even if I ever did decide I wouldn't, but if I ever decided to go back one-to-one, mm-hmm. not having that online side of it is would be detrimental, I think, personally now, having done it. Um, and I do want to still do, this is something we spoke about, like I still want to do some sessions like i miss yep. the contact so it's just been about trying to figure out that as well so that i can still have that one-to-one side well or groups coaching side of it yep. um but the primary business is being online now but yeah i think that it was just so messy to start and like having the structures that i've just spoke about in place now um it makes it one a lot less overwhelming for the client yep. and you know everything's really tailored to them specifically so that they can get the best results for them because at the end of the day that is what i'm here to do yep. i'm here to get them into the one the best shape of their life or whether it's just accountability whatever it is like they need to get the best of that and having these structures in place you know their structured training and this and that it just makes that so much easier to achieve yeah and that's one thing that i would say resonates with so many personal trainers you don't feel like you can charge a premium rate because mm-hmm. you don't feel like the service is up to scratch yep and a lot of the time it's not like okay. <laughs> like a lot of the time like, and personally as well like i couldn't have charged what i'm charging now when i was one-to-one like i couldn't have because i was like people were getting half of me like i was it was nine o'clock at night my last session of the day and i don't like i for people would be speaking to me and i wouldn't even have a clue what they're saying how can you charge money for that like you can't yeah. and as much as like i did try my hard just to work i was a hard worker yeah i was just given a poor service like yeah. do you know what i mean it was as if i was employed yeah. like and I, i've been for myself employed I've been self-employed all my life but at the end there before the gym shut it was like I was you know a slave to the gym floor and I was just working anything and everything and the clients at the maybe first thing in the morning were getting nothing from me because I wasn't awake yet the clients in the middle of the day once I've maybe had my breakfast and you know you're probably peak service yeah they probably got the best of me and then I maybe have a wee break at lunch and then it would be five o'clock and by that time I'd been working for six in the morning so I was done like I was like so empty from five o'clock onwards got maybe half of me like it would be just maybe a repetitive session or I was just not all there like answers if they were asking me things I just wouldn't be able to answer it to my best of my ability um probably not even taking in half of what they're saying like asking them the same questions like five times like we've all been there when you're 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 present in the body but not Mm -hmm. in the mind and and your client is doing a set and they say what rep am I and I'm like six (laughs) not even thinking about what actual reps are doing I'm like six Mm -hmm. seven and you just become a rep counter yep. you know what i mean rather than an actual coach mm-hmm. and so things have changed drastically from you so obviously give us an idea so what are you charging now so we've just put my prices up and that was pretty scary so we are 540 for 12 weeks online coaching cool. split payment is 270 i think we said about that so with that now i mean you still probably you said to me initially you still got nervous about charging more mm-hmm but if we were to look at the value, the service, and what you're providing your clients now, do you feel like you're giving them a disservice? No, and the amount of money that I have spent this year is that this is something we always talk about as well. Like, I've, like although when my bank account started to get up, I was maybe making four grand a month, five grand a month, six grand a month. I was spending it all as well, so I was spending it on like you know getting my media stuff done, photo shoots for the girls, photo shoots for me, education, uh, sorry, nutrition courses at like fifteen hundred pound. Obviously, my investment into the high performance piece. So every single, even Christmas presents for my client, every single month. I was pretty much making like 500 pounds because I knew it was going to benefit me long term and I was like if I don't do it now I'm never going to do it so um 
Yeah, and then now I'm at a point where I'm starting to make that money again, and then obviously it's not as much of an issue. I'm not really looking for that many more clients, so that's when we decided to up the price from £420 for 12 weeks to 540 and now I feel a lot more confident doing that because, you know, there's no desperation for the money. Like, if it, they take it, fine. If they don't, move on to the next person who does want my help. And um, it was it was still scary. I think this is who I am as a person and I'm a stress head. Like, but it definitely wasn't, it definitely settled earlier than the last yep. time. I think after maybe the first three calls that I'd done, um, charging the higher price point, I, I got a little bit more relaxed with it and it was more And was do you easier. feel like because you genuinely believe in the service and the value that you mm-hmm. now give your clients, that you have that confidence to charge more? Yeah, that's it. Like every single week I ask my clients, what else can I do to help you? Like what else can I do to help you? And if there's something else that can be done to help them, then it's a priority for the next week to get that done. Um, so, you know, like there's no, I feel as if just now the way that I work, I can provide that help while still looking after me mm-hmm. and giving them the best of me so and if it was me and that's what that's what i would look for in a coach and to me what would i pay for that what would i pay for that service and like it's priceless it's priceless yeah like i would pay anything yeah. like if, if, if it's important to me and you know i knew that i was going to get this really good help and i was going to be really well supported and you know i was going to get everything that i wanted what what would i what would i pay for that and you, you couldn't put a price on it to me so yeah. and that's the kind of people that going back to who i want to work with i want to work with people who think like me mm-hmm. so that's going to resonate with them and they're, they're going to be the people that I'll end up working with, which in turn makes me want to work more and, you know, enjoy my job and yeah. have the passion that I have now for it. So you've got more time. Mm-hmm. You've got financial security. Yep. You've got a business that's got growth mm-hmm. and is scalable and gives you everything, client fulfillment. It gets you remotivated. It's got that passion back for what you do. Yep. And the last part of the puzzle for most PTs is we can now focus on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can now prioritize what do you want to achieve because most people became a PT because they love training. Yeah. Yeah, that's ultimately why you got into it. And so we've now got that love back for give you that stability, give you back that time so that we can spend that on yourself and now focus on getting you what you want to achieve. So what have we kind of set for, or what is it that you want to, what is a personal goal that you want to achieve for yourself? So there's a couple in business and there's like some personal training like my own training goals so for business i would love to end up taking on another person like i would love to have somebody else working for me um business goals that that would be the dream and you know have like eventually maybe like a wee team of people maybe like so i can add many person and also another coach that would be the dream business wise i want to keep training girls for photo shoots and um you know develop their training a little bit more so that they do want to lift like hundreds of kilos and you know strong athletes that want the most bang for the buck out their training and want to take their training really seriously um and i've actually just sold out a shoot with 14 girls and it's and that's in april in the middle of a pandemic like see if you'd told me that when we signed up i would never have believed yeah. that and like the first shoot that i done it only got three girls to do it um only got three girls and to now the net and then it was obviously i documented it all i put a lot of effort into promoting that and this is the kind of which shape you can get into and this is what we can do I now sold 14 spaces like that, like it, they were gone. And it, I actually had to say to the photographer, like, I don't think, like, how much can you deal with? And he was yeah. like, don't give me any more people. And I was like, right, okay. So, you know, I could have sort of definitely sold more. And that was like a really good position to be in. The fact that these girls that want to get into really good shape want to come and work with me because, you know, I was in good shape at that, like I was in good shape and I, I've done it. So that that was, that was a mini kind of goal that I'd kind of ticked off. 
And I just wanted to continue that and just add a little bit more to the business. Mm-hmm. Put me side of things. Like yes. I was originally a CrossFit athlete. So I compete. I started CrossFit when I was 17. And um, I started competing when I was 18. I was quite young. I was always pretty fit and healthy. Like I was in all the volleyball teams and stuff at school. Yeah. And then I started lifting weights. I think because I'd obviously come from a decent training background, I was already pretty strong. So mm-hmm. I kind of went in with a little bit of a better base than probably most athletes do. Yeah. When I was 18, I decided that I was going to compete. So I started doing like hour round trips. So I stayed about an hour away from Glasgow and I started doing hour up up and down every day um, to train at a Kung Fu CrossFit gym because it was that is what I had in my head at that point. I wanted to be a competitive athlete, blah, blah, blah. Won, the Brit- won a few competitions, won the British Teen Championships. Um, and then I decided that I was going to tra- train for regionals. Oh, short, cut a long story short, short that got taken away. They, they didn't have that anymore. So that competition that I dedicated about three years to at this point got taken away. Okay. Um, so that, I think, as well, kind of stopped my training like i didn't have the drive to come up to glasgow and train every day again okay um so i would well fill that time with clients and then that's when i was really overworked because the time that i wasn't the, my time that i usually spent on myself was now gone and it was just used to work and make more money um so when we started the when i started the academy i was training for a photo shoot um, I think just to give myself a bit of accountability and stuff again, but I'm a very competitive person. I really, really miss competing. Yep. And it really means, and I, I think I'm too young to not compete in anything anymore. <laughs> like, I feel as if I've, I don't want to get much older and look back and be like, I should have done that like yep. when I was younger. So I never thought I would see myself going down this route, but now, um, you know, you're prepping me for a bodybuilding show in June. And I think that's just going to be a really good challenge. Like, you know, it is the sport, it is sport that I miss. And I think just having something to train for and it might be the new big thing for me. We don't know until we try, but it means that I can, I'm passionate about training and fitness and whatever, because I'm doing something myself that is like setting my soul on fire right now. And it's like, I have this goal, I'm going to do this. And and like, it's scary and it's terrifying, but it's good. And I think just making that transition over from CrossFit to bodybuilding is quite scary because it's always like a very CrossFit versus bodybuilding kind I of think thing. It's to- I think it's totally different, but what, what I think is that the mindset and the competitive edge that you had mm-hmm. as a CrossFit athlete, wanting to be better, wanting mm-hmm. to be the best, and having that transition onto not only bodybuilding, but changing your physique to look a certain way. Yeah. I think you're taking that same dedication, mm-hmm. you're taking the same structure, the same routine, and you're homing that into something that's a new challenge. Yeah. And we all know that we all train best when we're training for a specific reason, mm-hmm. for a goal, yep. to achieve something. We all train better that way. And so I always say to anybody that loves training, set yourself a goal. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't necessarily, that goal doesn't need to be stepping on stage. Like we have guys in the academy that want to be bigger, mm-hmm. never been bigger, want to put on 10, 20 kilo. We have people that, like yourself, want to step on stage. We've got PTs that want to do a photo shoot. So we're getting back to the home roots as to yeah. you became a PT because you love training. Yeah. You then got busy and that became the priority. Mm-hmm. No longer you. And we wanted to create that shift from business was first because you were chasing the money. Mm-hmm. Money's no longer the issue, so we can get back to what this is all about, which is you, your life, what you want. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's going to allow you to get that reignition with that fire and that love for your training and your clients and and be able to empathize with what they're trying to achieve in their journey with yourself. 
And so I always say to people, you should have something that you want to achieve. You should, I always say that to you as well, we should push you out your comfort zone. You should try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially that anybody that loves um, training and loves just the whole lifestyle about it, yep. stepping on stage is just another goal. It's just another challenge. Now, whether you do that as a competitive athlete mm-hmm. doesn't really matter but at least you're setting yourself a target yep and i think your goal should scare you i think like it, i feel when we kind of had that first conversation about this i felt the same way as i did when i signed up like it was like what the fuck am i doing like <laughs> why am i doing this like um but i think that if covid has actually taught me anything um over the last like year it's to just go for it like and i think i'm really influenced and by what a lot of people think about me so when yep. I was in the gym environment if I'd said oh I want to do bodybuilding or I want to be an online coach whatever that person had said about it would impact my decision on how to do it so I think that taking that out of my life had made me much more of a yes person and although it's been scary I've just had the confidence to do it because I've not listened to other people and now because I've taken those first couple of jumps I'm like I don't care anymore like whatever anybody thinks like I know what's working for me and I know when I do these big scary things I work hard enough to make them pay off um but yeah it definitely was a bit like why why am I doing this like why why do I do this to myself why do I want to make myself scared all the time but it definitely does pay off and every single decision that I think I've, I've made like that now and it's paid off it gives me the confidence to go bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger so. yeah we had that conversation where you said the first I would say joining the academy mm-hmm. in your words was the first big commitment yeah that you'd done mm-hmm. and it was scary yeah and within the first I would say what 30 days or maybe the first four to six weeks mm-hmm. you'd made the money back yep and you were now looking at if i can do this what else could i do i think it was the first like week that i'd made the money back like <laughs> i think it was like the first week i made the money back and then yeah after that it was like right okay I, I, it was almost a bit like an addiction i was like i need <laughs> i need to get that like feeling again so then it was like paying for nutrition courses and then it was like paying for like photo shoots for this and videos for this and websites and you know like and it was just taking these big plunges that were all paying off and I was like okay more more and then I was like I need to get money in the bank now <laughs> I need to start saving something because I'm just spending all my money but no and I, like I'm always looking for we were actually just talking about that as well like just thinking about what else we can do to invest and like big up the business and yeah but I think like I think if MD that is listening to this like is thinking about doing something like this then you do need to just take the plunge because doing it yourself is going to be really 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 difficult you definitely need somebody to be like yes this is what you need to do no don't do this do this and just make the commitment to it like if you spend the money you know it will come back eventually like it's yeah. not it's if money's just like I don't, know if I, I don't know if I think this now because of the position I'm in but money just isn't that important to me anymore for these things like if I think this is going to benefit me fine okay that's fine it's worth it yeah so I think that that's what people need to keep in their heads I think that's something that we look at your mindset shift from giving you the life that you wanted but wasn't quite sure how to get there, mm-hmm. allowing you to see how to get there, giving you the direction and the plan, getting you there now to now actually realizing that exactly what you say, more money doesn't make you happy. No. So mm-hmm. there's only a certain amount of money you need to survive and live. Mm-hmm. And anything over and above that doesn't necessarily make your life any more fulfilled, doesn't yeah. make your life any more exciting. But what it does do is it gives you opportunities. Yeah. It gives you choices mm-hmm. and we'd said about um your boyfriend robbie's birthday mm-hmm. 
we'd yep. said that the success in your business and something that you love doing gave you the opportunity to mm-hmm. buy him something nice. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, we'd always had, like, good birthday. We'd always spent good money on each other. But, you know, this was, like, the first... So, since I started making decent money, like, good money, um, I was I was just investing it back in. And that was probably the first purchase that I spent, like, a, you know, a good amount of money on that wasn't for that. And it was just nice to be like, oh, I can go and buy him this watch and it's, it's fine and it's nice and I can do that because... He's very supportive. He's like, right, okay, even if you need money, like if it, that's, it was actually like, if this flops, then, you know, you can live off me. It's fine, whatever. So it was nice to be, and he is supportive of like when I'm dieting and hungry and whatever, yeah. he'll eat his food in another room, like that kind of thing. Um, so it was nice just to give something back to him and just not worry about like the consequences of that and just, you know, enjoy giving him something, you know, expensive and really nice and having the stability to do that. Yeah, and this all stems now from that first wee commitment that you'd made. Yeah, you wanted more time. Mm-hmm. You got more time. Yeah, you wanted financial security. Blown that out of the water in my mm-hmm. eyes, to be honest. Yeah, you're, you're now absolutely killing it, to be honest. You've got a business that can grow, that mm-hmm. can scale. Like, if I was to say to you, Nikki, let's take on another twenty-five clients tomorrow, mm-hmm. you could do it. Yeah, you've got everything in place to do it. Yep, and for your own personal goals you're still looking after number one which is you mm-hmm. you're now focusing on doing something that's outside your comfort zone you've got something to train for mm-hmm. to challenge you to excite you to scare you mm-hmm. in a sense yep. to make you give me that buzz that i look for now <laughs> give you that buzz and that motivation and all all of that came within six months yeah the way i live now like see if you'd asked me this time last year that this would have been a dream like i would look at people that live the way that i live now and be like how does she have time to go and do this or that or how is she affording like a tag watch for your boyfriend like how is she and like the way and like i genuinely look at people and i'm like they love what they do and like that's like me now and it was this point i never thought i would have got to like i could all i never seen myself doing anything else but slaving on that gym floor i thought that was me and i used to be like what can i do to retire at 40 like what do you know what i mean like i was like i need to start buying houses or something so that i can yeah. retire at 40 yeah. and like i'll actually wake up in the morning now like and i'm like this is a dream and it's i never even thought that i would work the way that i work just now and it's definitely been the best thing that for me as well like i was miserable like i wasn't just like I wasn't just tired and grumpy. I was genuinely really unhappy. Like I didn't I hated my body. Like and I think going for somebody that was really fit and an athlete and you know a champion. Like I was then looking at my body and still eating like the probably the way that I was training and just not looking after myself at all. And I was so upset every time I went to my work. I would wear like trackies and big jumpers and um. Yeah, I was just really unhappy with that because I didn't have time to look after myself. I was then miserable in my job. I didn't really resonate with a lot of the PTs that I was working with on that floor as well. Yeah. Like, you know, and it, it was just a really unhappy time. And then COVID hit and it was actually a really good time because I could get out of that. I could get like a break. It was like a holiday for me. Yeah. And I was, and then the closer it grew to coming out of lockdown, I was like, I can't go back to that because, you know, I did, I've picked up, I wanted to train for a photo shoot. So I was already training for a photo shoot throughout lockdown. You know, I was running, the sun was shining. Like I could get that feeling of training like an athlete again mm-hmm. because I had the time to do it. Um, and then the thought of creeping, like not having that anymore, the thought of not having what was making me feel so good was terrifying. So that's when I took the action and I was like, I cannot do that again because the way I am now, 
compared to the way I was then. It's just like two different Nickies and like I always, I always actually say it, I, always, I always dread like the day that before a lockdown happens and I have to go back outside. I'm like, I like actually being in here, but it's a lot more manageable now because you know, I, I, everything's structured. Like every time that happens, like a lockdown's lifted or whatever, I mean, you're like, right, okay, this is the plan of action. Like we're doing this with your online clients and this yep. is when you train and blah, blah, blah. So it's definitely not as stressful as that first one, so. So, I mean, your life just has completely transformed, mm -hmm. like through a pandemic, through a lockdown, mm -hmm. has forced you to have the life that probably you never thought you would have got. At that I mean, what age are you now, Nikki? Twenty-three. Yeah. Twenty-three, living the life you've always wanted to live. Financial security, loads mm -hmm. of time, got a thriving business, spending loads of time on yourself, working yep. on your own personal goals, and who you are as an individual. What would you say, imagine talking to yourself or talking to another PT who is in your position that probably, what were they thinking six months ago? What would you say to yourself or a PT that was in your position six months ago? Stop thinking you know it all. Stop thinking you know that you're doing best and stop thinking that like, you know, you know everything and you're just nobody better than you and working all the hours under the sun is making you the best. Like stop wearing that as a badge because it's not a badge. Like there's no MD now that says to me that they are working probably 35 hours plus, 30 hours plus, there's no way you're giving good quality sessions. There's no way you're giving the, your clients the best of you. Like you need to, you need to prior, prioritize like yourself. Like you need to reach out to somebody that knows what they're doing and ask for help. Like, cause you can't, you can't do it on yourself. And like spending money in your business is never going to go to waste. Like it, it, there's always something that you can learn from it, whether it does. And that's what kind of, the more that I started to spend money on XYZ, that's what I realised. Like, if it does flop, it's a lesson learned because you won't spend on that again. Yeah. Like, and the things that do work, then you spend more money on that and you put more money into that. And yeah, you just need to bite the bullet and go for it because if you're not happy with the way you're working and you're not being the best version of yourself, then you need to change something or you're going to live the rest of your life unhappy. Yeah, so if you hadn't made that decision, mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't be where you are now. No, absolutely not. Mm -mm. And then even like just the links that I have now, like so obviously all my social media, like, like all my um, graphics, like my web, all the links that I have to do everything now has actually been a really good, useful tool. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just about making a decision. Like this is actually kind of funny, like looking back at it, like the amount of avenues that just actually signing up has opened for me, bodybuilding, like other friends, like the ability to just travel, um, you know, and go X, Y, Z. Like we went in a lodge break and I did my check-ins from my laptop just in the last minute thing, yeah. um, you know, like, other links to this person can do this for you and this person can do that for you and like you know and just having watching other people grow and it just it's inspiring as well so yeah, yeah. so uh, Nikki I mean for, for myself you were probably with all the PTs I've worked on in the last I would say five or six years it was always to do with getting themselves in shape it was always to do about being the best best version of themselves mm -hmm. you were probably the first person that came on board with the academy that I didn't know Mm -hmm. I hadn't worked with you in the past. I yep. just knew that you wanted help. I genuinely believe that anybody who wanted help is I could get them from where they are now to where they want to be solely for the fact that that was me. Mm -hmm. From being a PT, what, 14, 13, 14 years now and going from the 15, 20 pound an hour, mm -hmm. doing 60, 70 hours a week to now what I'm doing now, I just felt as though from that journey, based on where you are, I could take anybody mm -hmm. from that place that they're at at the moment and take them to wherever they want to be and that's what the academy's shown me 
is that ability and that passion to to believe in you more than you mm -hmm. believe in yourself that anything that you want to achieve is possible with the right tools the right help the right systems and right guidance mm -hmm. you would smash it and i feel like for you i would say that you're probably what we classify as that when we talk about the best clients you could have in your program mm -hmm. i would say that you would be one of those grade a clients where you listen mm -hmm. you implement you go and do the fucking work and you make it happen and i think that it's fine having the information but you need to do the work yeah uh -huh. i think that's it as well and i think like although it was scary putting my prices up like totally changing this and totally changing that like I think that I am quite a coachable person, like, and I think that that is important. That, like, if you are probably one of those PCs that are very stuck in your ways and working all the hours under the sun in the gym, like, you need to come into this with an open mind. That you need to listen and implement and like, be coached because, if at the end of the day, why would you ask for help if you were just going to stick to what you were doing? Like, you need to listen to somebody that's done it. Um, and I think as well, if you're actually at a point where you're that unhappy, I, I was desperate. Like personally, I was desperate. Like I just was so anxious about going back to doing what I was doing something needed to change and I like I think if somebody told me to go and throw stones at the moon I would have probably started been out there doing yeah. it do you know what I mean but um it is really important and that's like why I, what I look for in my clients as well like coachable listen like you know ask questions about xyz and you know I'm, that's my job to answer them and that's the same as you like nothing's ever an issue to, to ask yeah. um whether that's on the zoom calls or whether that's like in the facebook group whatever it is um you know, and you do have to be willing to put these things in practice and that's how you're going to see the results and that's like how I'm kind of where I am today and just want to keep growing on that. And that's why I, I, I preach exactly what I say to you guys. I don't work with everybody. We don't practice to, to, or we don't set up this service to work with everybody because not everybody's a good fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to work with people that you have a good relationship with. You want to have uh, a good client coach um, communication. You want to be able to implement and learn. You want somebody that's open to all of that, to want to be better, to succeed. And all of that has allowed me to see all you guys in the academy just go from strength to strength to strength. You are all at different, um, different stages of your journey. But at least now for me, like the sky's the limit now yeah. from from where you're at now, just because of all the all the milestones that you've you've overcame in a pandemic in the last six months, overcoming a lot of the issues that most PTs have, lack of time, lack of financial security, not really got a business that's scalable. Mm -mm and don't spend enough time on themselves yeah you know what i mean and mm -hmm. that's 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 why we put the pt academy together was to give all you guys those tools to achieve all of that mm -hmm. so for me it's been an absolute joy nikki um to get you on board i feel like hopefully your journey where you're at there's a lot of pts out there that are in the same shoes as you mm -hmm. that probably don't have that belief don't have the know-how um i've got the experience but just aren't sure how to take it to that next level and i think yeah. you have been an absolute inspiration from where you were to where you are now in such a short period of time mm -hmm. has been absolutely astronomical and it's been it's been down to nothing but sheer hard work mm -hmm. you've put in the time you've put in the effort to create that business that you have now and this isn't even the end product yeah i know it's actually quite frightening to look at it now like where we're going to go but i'm really excited about it it was definitely the best decision that I did make last year was to sign up and change the way that I was working because the difference in my life is just like you couldn't even explain it like I'm just a different person and so it's just so much nicer to wake up in the morning and just be excited about you know your day 
Yeah, perfect, Nikki. Well, thanks for your time thank today. You for and me on. guys, I look forward to obviously catching up with a lot more guests. There will be um, far more to come from the podcast, and we look forward to your feedback. Speak to you guys soon.